most women don't want to go back to work. And if you have to go back to work, that makes you sad. It just does. If you got options, it's better. It's always better to have options. It's always better to have a choice. Hey, it's Dr. V. If you are partnered, married right now, or if one day you hope to be partnered or married, this episode might be of interest to you. It's talking about the benefits of a one-income lifestyle when it comes to women of childbearing age and having children. So listen to the whole episode and you'll get an idea. But I just want to say it is not lost on me that being able to live on one income is a blessing. There are some people who are going to listen to this and are like, I'm working two jobs to make ends meet. We have to have both salaries. This is optimal. This is what I would hope that you can have. And honestly, there, if we talk about financial health, there probably is a way that most people can do this because we spend lots of money on things that aren't important and don't matter, really. Y'all know I'm saying the truth. But I just wanted to just make that note that I know that there are some people who this is not an option. But if it's not an option for you now, I hope one day that it will be. And I'll just tell you, if we had lived off my husband's salary and just saved mine, baby, we would be multi-billionaires right now. I know this is a little bit different. Just take a listen. Let me know what you think. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, y'all. It's Dr. V. Welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. Y'all are trying to come up with creative ways on how to, how to introduce my podcast. But if you don't know who I am, I'm a board-certified OBGYN and a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician. And my whole purpose is to help you get healthier and happier without chronic disease, without aches and pain, with lots of joy. That is my purpose. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I'd like to say a special thank you to all of those who listen regularly. It really keeps me going. I see who's listening. I see the numbers climbing. And I just say thank you. When I started this, I talked about this in a previous episode. I just wanted to educate my patients and that's how it started. And to know that it's reaching so many people and helping so many people is really very humbling. And so I really do appreciate you being a listener. I appreciate you sharing it with people, particularly your younger daughters or younger nieces. Man, you know, that age group, adolescence, college age, that's my jam. I love those girls. And part of it is I want to impart knowledge to them that I didn't have, that, that we older women didn't have, that if we had, it would make a big difference in our lives. I, I used to, the first season was just me talking because I was really talking about common OBGYN issues that I see in the office. And then I started adding guests and a request was made don't forget about the solo episodes. Don't forget about the episodes where it's just Dr. V and you, me and you just talking. No, you're not talking. You're listening, but you haven't thoughts in your head. That's so silly. 
but it's just me and you talking and I'm just really sharing, sharing information with you. Honestly, some of this stuff is freestyle. Like I'm really, I don't have any notes written. I'm just talking. And so I think it, these solo episodes really come from the heart. So as requested, solo episode. I'm going to start doing something called Auntie Wisdom. Auntie Dr. V. And this is for, this is really geared to, I mean, we, when we think of auntie, it's like we have special relationships with our auntie. They love us like our mothers, but they're not our mothers because we all want to listen to what our mothers have to say sometimes. But your aunties are not your mothers, but they're still somebody that cares about you, that loves you. They want you to have a little bit more fun. They don't have as many restrictions. Um, but you really appreciate their advice. And so this is some, there are going to be some segments of auntie wisdom. And this goes out to my aunt Carol. Edna Kay, my aunt Carol. She was my, she's my mother's sister. My mother is one of four. And Aunt Carol is the youngest. Aunt Carol is a cool aunt. Aunt Carol, I have to say was, because Aunt Carol passed. She was a cool aunt. She was the funny one. She took all the pictures. And you just loved Aunt Carol. I went to Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia. And she lived in Virginia Beach. And so that's 45 minutes apart. And when y'all go to college, this for these young girls, go somewhere where you know somebody where you could go you know, periodically get a good home cooked meal, laundry done, get some sleep and rest and just have a place where you can rest your head and be comfortable. And so Aunt Carol was that for me. And Aunt Carol had a lot of fun in college. And just to give you a little bit of background, my mom is from Eastern North Carolina and they grew up on a farm. They grew up on a farm without, they're older, she's in her 80s. So at a time, they didn't always have indoor plumbing. They didn't always, they didn't have electricity in the house. They worked on a farm. It was hard work. They all went to school, primary school and high school, but they all went to college. So my mom went to school in the 60s. Black folks in the 60s going to school, all of them went to school and were educated. How did my grandparents who I think my grandma had an eighth grade education, smart as a whip, but they didn't finish high school. But all four of their girls went to college. And so Aunt Carol was a teacher. Aunt Jean was a teacher. My mom was a nurse. And Aunt Joyce is a radiology technician and ran a radiology department. These women, it's amazing. How did they do this? I'm going to tell you how. This is what Aunt Carol said. Aunt Carol had so much fun that first semester in college. She went to North Carolina Central in Durham, North Carolina. She is an eagle. This is their little symbol. She's an eagle, a proud eagle. And she had a time of her life. She was away from home, didn't have all the rules, had freedom, had freedom. Boys, oh my gosh, that looked cute. I don't know. She, she was a former basketball player. I don't know if Aunt Carol played in college. I don't know. She was having a good time. And she, <laughs> her grades were horrible that first semester. They were horrible. And so my grandma said, if you don't get them grades right, 
you're coming home. You're coming home. So a lot of people in this generation, if they didn't make this college thing work, they were going back to lives that were not what they wanted. They wanted to move away from that. Manual labor is hard work. Working on a farm in the hot sun is hard work. Carol always said, I got my grades together. She didn't have to tell me twice because I knew what I would have to go back if I didn't get this right. And she ended up getting her education and doing a lot of good as a teacher. But what she told me when I started college, and this is the auntie wisdom that she shared with me, was that college are some of the best years of your life, and you need to know it while you're there. College, some of the best years of your life, depending on your financial situation, partly your job is to go to school. Your job is to go to school. Some people have to work, but you're young. You're, you have dreams and hopes and you're around other people and you're having fun. You're discovering who you are. And so I always carry that with me through college. And I had a wonderful, amazing time. I have friends, made friends that I still have to this day. And so Auntie Wisdom has served a purpose for me. Okay, so that's the reason I'm calling it Auntie Wisdom. God bless Aunt Carol. May she rest in peace. But I shared some auntie wisdom the other day. And you may say this is controversial, but I'm just telling y'all, think about it before you like write me or before you get upset. This is just some auntie wisdom. This has nothing necessarily to do with health and wellness, although it does lean on happiness, okay? So I was getting my nails done at a local spa. And the woman who's doing my toes, she's 23. And she has a boyfriend that she lives with. And she has hopes of having her own spa and being an educator and doing all of these great things before she settles down to be married, before she has children. And I just listened to her. And I just loved hearing, just hearing how she thought everything was possible. And it is possible. It's like before the world gets to you and beats you up and tell you can't do, this is that just, just the world is my oyster and just starting your life. And so I shared with her something that was shared with me, honestly, about my brother, Jim. And I've heard it a few times. And I honestly, it comes from men. It comes from men. The auntie wisdom is that when you, get ready to start a family when you get married when you commit yourself to a partner you as and I'm just speaking as the woman that's bearing children we're talking in a traditional sense the woman who carries the baby who's gonna be breastfeeding when you are creating your life you need to set your life up such that one person, not you, but your partner can sustain the household without you contributing. You, okay, maybe like Dr. V, I'm an OBGYN making six figures. My husband didn't necessarily make six figures. So instead of going out and buying a huge house, we're going to buy a house that my husband's salary can support. And we're gonna create a life 
that his salary can support. I felt some kind of way about that at first. I don't know when I heard it, but Holy Spirit came to me and just made an observation. One thing that I've always noticed, so as an OBGYN, I take care of women during their pregnancy, part of them before, during, and after. And at the postpartum visit, undoubtedly, invariably, overwhelmingly, most women, I don't want to say all, but I want to say almost 98%, do not want to leave their baby. They don't want to go back to work. They are sad. Some of these women are very sad. It leads to just postpartum depression. The connection between a mother and a child is very strong. And it starts from the time that the pregnancy test is positive. It starts that early. And as you start to feel the baby grow and kick inside of you, something happens. Those maternal instincts. We are mothers. We are nurturers. And so we want to be with our baby. Most of us like the thought of breastfeeding. We know that it's best. But in order to breastfeed your child, you need to be with your baby like all the time, like all the time. And that needs to happen initially that first two weeks. I tell patients, okay, I'm getting off topic. But yeah, you got a breast pump, but your baby is your pump. Your baby needs to be with you, nursing on demand at all times. And when you're able to be with your baby for three months, six months, a year, you bond, you breastfeed longer, and you are happier. But unfortunately, especially in America, we only get six weeks leave. Some people get, their companies are nice and they get three months, whereas in other countries, they get a year, a year of paid maternity leave. Why? Because they know that mother will take better care of that baby than anybody else. And that improves health outcomes. That improves mental wellness and that improves education. Okay. Another story for another time, but women don't want to leave their babies and they have to leave their babies because in a lot of situations, they have to go back to work because they built a life on a two income, like their life is set up, supported by two income. If there's only one, that particular life can't be high. You can't have the BMW. You can't have the two-story house with one acre of land with two-car two-car garage, kids in private school or kids going to summer camps and after-school programs. That's just not happening. And going back to the auntie wisdom, this is what I was sharing with her. And she was like, Oh, like I could see like the wheels turning and the light bulb come off because what she said was, I want to get my business together and then I want to get married in my late twenties and have children. So right now she's going to have to create a business that build a business that hopefully at some point can run without her. So if you want to be a mobile and a boss, you don't necessarily want to have to be the person who's there 24-7 because you want to balance it with your life. 
And so she, but she was like, I wanted to create this business and I want to be able to stay at home with my kids and take care of my kids. No, she said she wanted to stay, stay, she said, I want to be a mother and I want to be close with my kids. And I just said to her, you can do that. I always said I wouldn't be a great stay-at-home mom. I want to have a little bit of work and a little bit of staying at home, but I don't necessarily want to stay at home all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you staying home all the time. I want you to have options. I want you to have a choice. I want you to have an option. And if you live on a two-person or two-income, if your lifestyle is set up on a two-income lifestyle, I got to figure out a way to better say that. If your lifestyle requires that you work and your partner work, and then you get pregnant and you can't stay home with your baby afterwards and you have to go back to work and leave your baby in daycare and pay like $1,000 a week for somebody else to take care of your kids. Anyway, got to be safe focused. It's like there's things that you have to do in your life to set that up. And so there's benefit, there's happiness, there's health in being able to stay at home with your child. Now, feminists, you can come for me, but I'm just telling you what I have seen as an OBGYN. Most women don't want to go back to work. And if you have to go back to work, that makes you sad. It just does. If you got options, it's better. It's always better to have options. It's always better to have a choice. From me as a doctor's standpoint, the longer that you can breastfeed, we are winning. Your baby's winning because your baby's getting the proper nourishment. Your baby's getting the bonding. The baby's getting the time. You're winning because you're burning 800 calories a day just breastfeeding. So your weight is coming down, right? You're not now, okay, taking care of children is not easy. That can be very stressful. But you don't necessarily have to punch a clock and you can, you have more flexibility. Like you are, you are in control of your time. You are in control of what you do. And if you set up your life such that after you have a child, you do not have to go to back, you do not have to go back to work. If you do not want to, then that is a win. That gives you an option. And so I just want you to think about that. Just like the nail technician was like, I've never thought about that. I'm so glad you told me that. Because it's true. It's true. And I'll just speak for men and women. Men, and this is the interesting part that I got from the men, is that they're designed, they want to work and they want to provide. I know, y'all, I know I'm getting into some like back, not backward, but old timey thinking, but some of this stuff worked. Some of it did, and we've just gotten away from it. This isn't for everybody. This isn't for everybody. Um, but traditionally, a lot of men want to provide. They take great joy in taking care, not great joy, but they feel like that's their responsibility. And it does bring them joy that they can take care of their families. A lot of men, that's their sense of worth. And I'm speaking in generalizations, but that is, that's how they're wired. Again, as an OBGYN, I have seen this. 
I've seen that the husbands come to the visits and I always encourage my dads to come to the visits and they're worried about different things. Like the woman is, I want, you know, I want this for my baby. I want this stroller or I want to paint the nursery best and I want to, this is my birth plan. And he won't let me do X, Y, Z. And I have come to learn that child, he worry about how he's going to have to pay for this baby, take care of this baby financially. And you're adding on all of these expenses. You're not thinking about the expenses, but he is, he is. And so we are, we're just wired differently because, and this is what Jeff was telling me. And I don't know where he got it or if it's his, but he was like, you give a woman a house and she makes a home. You give a woman food and she makes a meal. Like we're the closers. We make life well-rounded and we fill in the gap. And so I think naturally we do that. Naturally we do that. So if you are at a point in your life where you haven't started having children, or maybe you are, you're still growing your family, think about setting your life up, downsizing, downgrading, so that one person, your partner, or the person who's not going to be staying at home with the kids, preferably for Dr. V, I would love it to be the woman because she breastfeeding, she got the milk. I didn't tell y'all about how hard it is to pump at work. Lord have mercy. But anyway, just take this into consideration that maybe let's set up our lives so that if you want to stay home with your children, you can. There's health benefit in that. There's mental health benefit in that as well, right? If you have already had your children, you got daughters or you got nieces or you got younger coworkers, plant this seed, have a discussion about it. Maybe this is not, not where you want to go, but y'all just start talking about it. Because I really think that when we step back and look at this, that we'll understand that money's not everything, things are not everything. And when it comes down to it, when we start having our children are everything. And if we have to leave them and let somebody else take care of them, that affects us. It really does. It really does affect us. So I just want to just plant that little seed, give me that auntie wisdom. Like my aunt Carol told me, look at here. These college years are the best years of your life and you need to know it while you're there. And I knew while I was in college, I was having the best years of my life and I had a great time. And so for you young women, listen, think about that. You're going to want to stay home with your child, potentially. And you just want to have the choice. Okay? All right. So we'll have another office visit with Dr. V. Auntie Wisdom, I don't know how often I'm going to be sharing Auntie Wisdom. If you got some Auntie Wisdom, you know where to find me. Go to officevisitswithdrv.com. And you can share your auntie wisdom. And if it's real good, maybe you need to be a guest on the podcast. We can have several aunties sharing their wisdom. Again, aunties are giving you advice that's good, good, good. And you need to know it before you make the mistakes. Okay. All right. I will see you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.